Hello, and welcome to The Panelists. I'm your host, The Mystery Machine, and joining me are four spooky teens who travel around with their talking dog and contaminate active crime scenes. Setting up elaborate booby traps, we have Ben and Graham. What is your team name? Uh, we are team Flared Base. So we don't get lost. And eating extremely tall sandwiches, we have Serge and Ian. What is your team name? Ah, we are team Jiggling Egg. Yeah, you can get one for $3.95 out in the parking lot. I am not going to repeat that out loud, but I have good news. You are a pair of tiny goblins, and you just graduated goblin school with a degree in mischief. That means it's time to move out of your family home in the walls of this TGI Fridays and strike out on your own. As a goblin, your livelihood will hinge on your ability to annoy the human inhabitants of your building in such a low-grade manner that they leave out offerings of food and trinkets to appease you, but without going so far that they tent gas you into oblivion. So, where do you choose to hang your tiny goblin hats? Either the Mütter Museum of Grotesque Medical Ephemera, or the Hampton Inn and Suites by the airport. Team Jiggling Egg. I take pride in my job, and as a goblin, I would want to do the best job I could. In this case, haunting, meaning that I need direct access to people to get yeah. as close to them as yeah. possible. And where are people at their most vulnerable when they're most willing to accept anyone just coming through the door? At a hotel. Do you need an explainer on what the Mütter Museum? Yes. Okay. I was expecting that Ian was going to take the museum one. So the Mütter Museum, it's got um, a the largest collection of skulls. Uh, they were that were collected to study phrenology and therefore debunk it. It has a lot of like creepy teaching tools and like Civil War surgical items and just basically, every, it makes you grateful for modern medicine because it shows how terrifying old timey medicine was. As goblins yeah. who went to goblin-y type school yeah. for goblining, ing yeah, uh, we know how to scare people. And one of the coolest ways to scare people is with props. Oh yeah, and stuff. And this museum has no shortage of cool props and stuff that we could do things with. Yeah, it's amazing. We just endless, like, what do they have to work with? Like those tiny things of shampoo? Yeah, yeah. So between that, we've got a bunch of skulls, yeah. which we could arrange to make a full skeleton, uh -huh. and nobody fucks with the skeleton. Wielding a bone saw in each of its bony hands. Yeah, made out of skulls. Perfect. And they have the shampoo, as you were saying, and I, what's, what's the shampoo tin? going to do to you like make sure like you don't have dandruff yeah i don't know they make some sort of like totems out of the the towels that they've wrapped up to shape like a swan kind of thing and yeah it's like, oh it's great they'll just think that housekeeping did that yeah yeah, I, yeah. that's the thing that's a, that's a really good point yeah. how how are, is anyone going to know it's not just the hotel staff doing that stuff to you that's fair you see you see one monster you've seen them all and that's the problem with monsters a shampoo monster a bone monster with saw hands that's you get used to that they're just people. They're just people. I, I agree with you there, but the fact that you put those on the same plane of like shampoo monster, bone, like the way that you had to throw like three extra adjectives on there, one was way worse. True, but do you know what's really scary? You're in the shower, you're shampooing your hair and you go to rinse it out and you come back and there's more shampoo in your hair and you rinse it out and you come back and there's more shampoo in your hair and you can't get it out. Where is it coming from? This guy right here yeah. over top of you. Gaslighting way scarier than monsters. I've seen videos of that. That's like a prank people play on each other in college. Yeah, at no, at no point I think do the people in those pranks start like fearing for their lives or anything like that. They just sort of think that they can't get all the shampoo out. Well, that's just because college students know when to stop. We don't.
we are putting our degree in mischief to better use. We grew up in the walls of a TGI Fridays, and now yeah. we have a posting at the Mutter Museum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with all these cool things going on in there. I, I feel like TGI Fridays to hotel is like a lateral yeah. uh, career like change. We or... have the prestige position. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, go like, when we, there, are, there are the Goblin Awards every year. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows yeah. about the Goblin Awards. Yeah. And the people... Our like our, our position just sounds so so elegant, and then the, you know and then they go, and then the two goblins from the hotel by the airport, and no one claps. The Mütter Museum keeps limited hours, and they have a twenty-four hour post, so they are different sets of challenges. You're working with artifacts, priceless pieces of work that you really can't damage because I mean you're, again you're doing mischief. You're not doing actual harm. There's only so much you can do with, uh, with museum artifacts, which is why we don't use them here on this show. Whereas we have everything available within a hotel. And hotel equipment is nothing if not sturdy. Or replaceable. You know, if we go all out, we take a bed, we staple it to the ceiling, they walk in, what? You know, replace the room, it's fine. We have a blank canvas, we can do whatever we want each time. That kind of destructive mischief sounds like the talk of goblins who would find themselves at an airport hotel. Yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't need to ruin stuff. No, no, as, as Molly said, yeah. the, the, the museum keeps limited hours, mm -hmm. which means instead of quantity of like, you know, mischievous little like, eh, kind of things that go, oh, that sucked, we get to go for full, escapades that last for maybe, you know, a couple of hours and whatnot, yeah. and then we get a good time to rest, rehydrate, and, and plan our next big thing. We're here for the highbrow mischief. Mm -hmm. Serge, I don't think they're aware of everything that we can do with the materials we have in a hotel. Picture, if you will, coming into a hotel, sitting down and deciding, it's been a long day of travel, I just want to relax in front of the TV. What you don't know is that every program on that TV features the two of us because we've recorded an entire 24 hours of television, goblin style. Every room we go into, every new person who comes through is a new stage for us to express ourselves. It's something different. What have you got? Full epics. Yeah. Full operas of things with all, with, with quantifiably better props and whatnot than, than shampoo. It can start small with one of us in one of those jars of like the, ostensibly contains formaldehyde. I don't know what it would be when we're in it, but yeah. you know, just sort of sitting there, you know, pretending to be whatever, and then someone's like, whoa, look at this weird medical oddity, and then just sort of like, not like a, ah, not like a jump scare, just like a little, little shift, just so that they're like, oh, did I, did I missee something? What yeah. is that? Get closer. And then one eye opens as they're standing right there in the museum. They jump backwards into bone skeleton, Bone saws for hands. Remember, that was like the first thing we said. That's like our, that's our bread and butter. Bone skeleton. We call him... Skeleton. Skeleton, yeah. It's a skeleton made of bones. Yeah. It's what, amazing. What else? You don't need to call it anything. It's this amazing thing we've invented. But have you considered being at a hotel and uh, you, you, you hear, you know, a couple people having sex in the next room? That's kind of annoying. Now they're goblins. <laughs> but now every direction is having sex at you. And you're not quite sure whether or not they're syncopating into Desposito. I, I, don't, I don't like that you say we can't fuck in a museum. Also, I think it's way more unsettling to hear the sound of someone making love in the next room 
in the Munter Museum than it is at a hotel. Yeah. It is in a college, though, I'll remind you. Wait, ours is in a college? It's at the College of Physicians in Philadelphia. Then people, people fuck all the time. It's going to be exclusively fucking things. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, the, the mile bone club for students at that museum to yeah. be like, you know, if we had sex near the amputation exhibit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or the skeleton. Yeah, the bone and on bones. Yeah. What is your grand stunt with all the resources at your disposal? It's the very concept of a continental breakfast. It's the type of breakfast where no one is satisfied and you're just upset that this ostensibly free meal has been given to you that you want nothing of and yet you are forced to pay for in the cost of your hotel. It's our offering. The hotel's actually spending money on the buffet, but we take it and then we put out just the saddest buffet ever. There's one we called croissant and you'll assume all the good stuff was gone, but it was never there. Nothing that you've described says to me supernatural goblin intervention. You've just described a shitty hotel. That's the masterstroke. You're not expecting goblins. It's so important. You go to one museum and there's a walking skeleton. They're going to bring in priests. They're going to call exorcists. You're going to die. We, we get to have a long, safe career haunting this place forever. We leave the light on for you. Graham. Mm. What is in every museum before you leave? Oh, the gift shop. Good gift shops, yeah. too. At the end, they have a chance to pose with the goblins for, like, pictures and stuff. Oh. And then there's goblin, like, plushies and whatnot. And oh, we start... Marketing. We put more money into the, into, into the museum so it can upgrade and become better and better. And so even if, you know, exorcists were to come a-knocking or whatever like that, we're too valuable to the museum. We're too valuable to the museum for them to get yeah. rid of us. And we're not hurting anyone. We're not breaking any laws. So they couldn't, you know, pull some X amendment thing or anything like that to, to bust their way in. The people would go, no, we're good with these goblins. Come see our sweet goblin museum. And all of our hard work isn't attributed to just lazy management. Yeah. I'll give you seven words that will lead you to a lifetime of terror. I'll need your email for the Wi-Fi. That was seven words. Ooh. Nobody knows that you're doing this. And while maybe that's what you want to do, I feel like maybe we can become the most known goblins. And at the end, it all comes down to the Goblin Awards. We will win. We've done actual mischief. You've engaged in commerce. Everything that you've described, I've experienced at hotels, and it wasn't scary. It just sucked. Yeah. Right? Mischief. Right. But, no, but the, the point that we're saying here, and what I think that Graham is trying to put across, <laughs> is that <laughs> this stuff would happen anyways. You've met other yes. goblins before. Yes. <laughs> Touché. Yeah. So I think what we've concluded is that goblins can add fun to any vacation or become an interactive uh, museum exhibit, which is pretty fun. Um, so I'm going to award you a scone that you saw a bug land on, and you're going to eat anyway, and you win a jar of the brains of epileptics. Congratulations. Ooh. I'll put this on the mantle. Hmm. And in further good news, you are all counselors at a sleepaway camp. The bad news is that kids these days are less gullible than they used to be, and all your go-to ghost stories have been discredited on Snopes. You're supposed to be giving these precocious preteens a good scare so they'll pipe down and get into their beds already. 
The only solution is to invent a new local cryptid on the spot and tell a terrifying tale to get these expert debunkers back into their bunks. Do a spooky at me. Gather round, children, as Ben and Graham tell you the tale of the Gronch. The Gronch comes in the night, as most cryptids do. As many do, many things do. A lot of things come in the night. Yeah. But this one comes specifically into your bedroom. Yes. If you haven't cleaned it to camp specifications, it unplugs your cell phone from the charger uh -huh. and your battery won't be charged at the top of the day. I don't know who says top of the day. I don't know how much reception they're going to get on their phones at camp anyway. Well, that's, but they won't be able to use any of their apps that they've downloaded. Oh, because the Gronch hates modern technology. Why is it called the Gronch? That's a good question. Nobody knows, but the Gronch knows what you love, and that is your cell phone. It's, it, the Gronch comes from the past. The hang on. <laughs> Late at night, when you least expect it, the profile picker will come for you. Or you. Or even you. He lurks in your browser history. Mm -hmm. You can't stop him. He's already been downloaded and he's an autoexec.bat. So he's going to install immediately. You'll go to log in your favorite social media account and all of your followers will be gone, Bebo! You'll be a social pariah. No one will follow you. No one will see your posts. WeChat, Instagram, he's everywhere. The Gronch is the son of Alexander Graham Bell, who has traveled forward through time because the phone must be a pure thing just for calling one another. Exactly. It's ahoy hoy or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he that's what he wanted to be the phone greeting. It's true. Isn't that spooky, kid? <laughs> you could have to this day said ahoy hoy if anybody actually used the phone for calling anymore. And if the Grange gets his way, that's exactly what will happen. You'll have to dial the operator and have her connect you manually. There's no contacts. No. But it doesn't matter because your phone's been taken away to begin with. You have no juice in that thing and you'll have to learn how to use the rotary. And no juice in your, your vapes, presumably. Yep. And... What else has juice? No juice. Uh, Just no juice. No juice at all. Yeah. Um, it's OJ Simpson's back on Twitter, so you, you, will, you won't see him either. Everything juice related is just terrible. Yep. You're at summer camp and your options are m water and milk. And the milk is 3%. Is that a thing? Ah, <laughs> yeah, ah, yes. Ah. Just when you finally think it's safe to go back online, you log into your, I don't know, Snapchat, is that still a thing? Yes, your Snapchat account. Mm -hmm. And instead of all your friends and all those celebrity content creators who you love and whose adoration you crave, 
it's replaced by something that can give you exactly what you want. Because the profile picker has befriended on every social network your mother. No, not my mother, but my po all my party photos. <laughs> she's going to be so judgmental, but most importantly, she's going to be so confused. But the joke is on the profile picker. Oh my God. Whoa, hold on. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> because nowadays, everyone has cool moms, and no one's really ashamed of their parents anymore. That's why they make videos of their parents uh, trying to name the Smash Brothers characters, or uh, playing some other form of video games. I don't watch these videos, but I know they exist. That one's named Kerbo. Close enough, Mom. You know that extra account you have, that secret account, when you don't want to be thirsty on main? Well, the profile picker finds you and links those accounts, and now everybody knows just how thirsty you really are. Enjoy your milk or water. I, I, don't, I don't actually have a secret social media account. I don't either. No. I know that a number of people do. Yeah. I I I'm just I'm just a insufferable person on main. I I just try not to post things. I don't know why I still have social media. Just assume I'm horny, I guess. <laughs> Sounds like the Grunch could be doing you a favor, honestly. Yeah, the Grunch is saving everyone really. Yeah. And that's why you can go to sleep knowing you're safe because the Grunch will save you. Yeah. Yeah, cryptids don't have to be scary. Yeah, this Grunch is actually not that bad. Yeah. He's, he, the Grunch loves Branch. Oh my god. The Grunch loves Love Branch. <laughs> also, probably really cuddly too. Consensual hugs, but real cuddly. Yeah, he's got six arms. Yeah, and they're all real fluffy. Yeah. He's like, got like sheep wool mm -hmm. for, for body fur. Yeah, and like terrible claws, but is one of those, like a cat that's really good about not actually using them. So yeah. it can give you like little like paw pats. And but you don't but sharp enough claws. that things get like stuck on them and it's kind of funny and you can post, yeah. you can yeah. post that onto social media. Yeah, well, if you want. It, you but not, but you can't, yeah, because your phone's gone. Grunch taking your phone away. Yeah. And presumably the profile pickers locked you out of stuff. Yeah, so really, I guess just like, this is together. Together, they're gonna help. I mean, the profile picker and the yeah. Grunge probably not not friends. If you live online, you probably shouldn't come to this camp. Yeah. Thank you for coming today, everyone. We'd like to introduce you to one of our new major features here in macOS 10.14. We're reintroducing one of your favorites from System 7, which is the Profile Picker. With this, you can change all of your network settings at once, depending on where you are. And with location services turned on, depending on where you are, automatically all of your network and other privacy settings will be changed automatically for you. Mm -hmm. Are you tired of logging into all of your socials at once and uploading a new picture one at a time? Well, good news, Profile Picker one button and it's done. We're really excited to see what you do with this. I think the other team has become possessed by one of the most terrifying cryptids out there, the walking keynote. The walking keynote makes sure you hear none of the things you want to hear. And everything that you think will make it sell. You just keep hearing magical, magical. It's a magical device. And other, other synergistic buzzwords. Yeah. Like synergistic. And buzzwords. And you'll keep waiting for all of your life, but there will never be one more thing. <laughs> These are sweet. Ha.
How does it look? Ha ha. Ha ha ha. I found the crunch. Da da dun. It's in my mouth? Yeah, it's in your mouth the whole time. I can't hug it if it's that small. Well, no, it can shape shift. Oh, of course, yeah. All stars can shape shift now. Yeah, we're those kids on the playground who get new powers as the game progresses. Yeah. Seems fair. My uncle works at Nintendo. <laughs> hey, mine works at Apple. No way. Yeah, perfect. Anybody else? Anybody got any more cryptid? No, we're so. out of cryptid juice. Ew. <laughs> no juice. No, no juice. <laughs> so what have we concluded, team? What what what's the what's the moral of what's the Babadook style redemption arc for these cryptids? You can't stay up and not go to sleep if you don't have anything to look at on your phone. If you just put your phone away, if you, when you go to bed, just put your phone down and you'll probably fall asleep better. Beds are for sleeping and doing the things that you're not allowed to do at camp. Well, I mean, truth be told, I don't know if I actually believe in the Grunch. I believe in the Grunch. I believe in something. So I think what we have concluded is that the Grunch and the profile picker are real and they're here to save us all. I would like to thank Ian and Serge and Graham and Ben for talking. I would like to thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. Ahoy hoy, this has been The Panelists. You know what's really scary is when you're in the shampoo hole. Yep. <laughs> now, please tell me more about the shampoo hole. Team, team Flared Bass is ready to hear about the shampoo hole.